Yo, it's the circuit. Uh, we're doing 2009 rap rankings, and it feels like forever ago when Barack Obama was getting inaugurated as president. Yep. What a it's time. a whole other lifetime that we actually lived in. It was. Uh, 2009, also a big year for Jason Derulo, right, Matt? Yeah. Came out with uh, those top hits, man. I'm telling you, there was bumping them in my car every day, you know, getting ready to go meet up with some ladies, you know. I love that just... we, were, we were talking earlier about 2009, like, oh, what comes to mind? Immediately, Jason Derulo. Immediately, the first thing this kid thinks of. <laughs> Jason Derulo, um, which we will not be covering today in the 2009 rap rankings. What Who we will be covering are one seed Eminem, two seed Jay-Z, three seed Drake, four seed Gucci Man, five seed Kid Cudi, six seed J. Cole, seven seed Currency, and eight seed Wale. And we'll start there. Eight seed Wale. <laughs> this you know is who I immediately think of when you, when you say Wale, bro. Who? Waka Flocka. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, no, this is Wale, who's probably the exact opposite of Waka Flocka when it comes to energy. Um, he drops Attention Deficit, his debut album. It's very conscious, very lyrical. It's it's definitely not Waka Flocka Flame. I just really wanted to talk about that's why I'm here today. I just really want to talk about Waka Flocka, honestly. I got him on the 2010 podcast, so so go look up that one if you want to hear more about it. Um, I'm fucking sorry, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty disappointed. Came Waka, away from Phoenix for this shit. <laughs> Waka did uh, drop Oh Let's Do It this year. Um, very hype song. I mean, where were you? Like, what was your last memory of you listening to Oh, let, oh let's do it? What is it? Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Where was your... I remember just like, if you drove around Speedy's, Speedy's so which was that. like yeah. um, a spot where you could get underage liquor yep. in like uh, not a great area of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah. Very sketchy leaving your car. Um, and people would keep their windows down as they ran to go get like a bag of chips or a drink or some shit. Right. And they'd all be playing Oh, Let's Do It by Waka Flocka. <laughs> I like that. That's and you'd record. be yeah. hearing that you feel the pressure because you're like, damn, I hope I don't get roped for, you know, buying well, let's four do locos. It. Let's do it. And I don't, you know, I haven't heard this Waka Flocka Flame song yet. Um, and I'm going gonna, gonna to look it up when I get home because yeah. that shit's fire, but I'm scared right now. Very dope. Speedy's time. I don't know. Two uh, eight seed Wale is kind of boring. Let's let's go one seed Eminem. He he drops Relapse this year. It's actually an album that I reflect upon a little bit better in time because it's just edgy. It's not commercial. Um, it's got some crazy ass songs. It's got three a.m. It's got old times sake. It's got the song insane. The first line of the song, like born with a dick in my brain, fucked in the like. Just prime lyrics. Like it's it's Eminem really going for it. He's doing a lot of the accents, but I can appreciate the the best star in hip hop coming back from like a five year hiatus and dropping something that's just like off the wall. So we'll go with him. Okay, two C Jay Z versus seven C Currency. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Currency in 09 kind of ahead of his time, right? Mm-hmm. You said transitioning from that uh Stoner, like from being himself low key into like that stoner, bringing you know that into more of a uh, 
acceptance would you say because i feel like at that time like yeah weed wasn't really accepted like rappers were kind of like doing it smoking it obviously but then it just like became a thing for a brand i think that was conducive to yeah you're making you're uploading videos on youtube where you're smoking weed and that was kind of like oh you can't smoke weed in a video and uh currency dropped how fly with wiz khalifa this year this is before wiz had dropped cushion oj so this is like a good a and r job by currency this is like Way before, like, you know, uh, Wiz had really popped off and, and they released this mixtape, which is kind of emblematic of stoner rap and uh, what rappers were going to be able to start doing in the next couple of years, weed-wise. Um, most people forget Currency started off on Cash Money. And then, like, he left Cash Money and it was a big departure because you'd think that's probably your best career move is to stay with cash money in the mid 2000s Huge. so little wayne dude everything cash was just always intro with cash money coming in and definitely helped his career too but leaving yeah that must have been pretty tough against two seed jay-z uh i just like jay-z's 2009 because look he leaves def jam he partners up with live nation does rock nation it's always dope when you partner up or like get full ownership stake businessman Biz- I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Yeah, hell yeah. That might even... Well, no, it was a couple of years earlier with Diamonds of Sierra Leone remix. But um, I just feel like he he dropped Blueprint 3. And I this is like the first contemporary Jay-Z album to me. Because he returns with Kingdom Come. He returns with American Gangster. Yeah. And those were kind of boring. And this one, he link, it links up with some dope producers. Like, who do we got here? Who's who's the production on on Blueprint Three? Who do we got here? I don't know. I can't really. We got Kanye screen. West. We got like No oh. ID. We got Neptunes, Swizz Beats, Timbaland. They're just doing great beats that lead to hits like On to the Next One, Young Array Forever. One. Yep. Run This Town was all over the radio that year. Who do you think, Jay Z or Currency, two thousand nine? Hmm. It's a tough one, man. I think it's tough because it's it's two different perspectives of how they've, you know. Hove is always the man. He's been the man. Um, Currency, like we said, had that nice transition, brought a little more uh, different brand to him, I guess. But I'm going to go have to say with Hove. Yeah, I think there's another part of Hove's 2009 that would push him over the top. We'll, we'll cover that, though. But in the meantime, shout out Currency. Shout out Jet Life. He was certainly doing his own thing at the time. Uh, we'll still go with Hove at two. All right. Three seed Drake <laughs> versus six seed J. Cole. Make sure not to like pull out your phone and yeah, play no like copyrights here today, guys. Uh, this is actually our second time recording this podcast because Matt. Uh, Put Turn My Swag On by Soldier Boy. Which on. is a fantastic song, totally it's related to the song. 2009 era, you know. Um, but we got Six Seed J. Cole, again, like the opposite of like Soldier Boy. Um, <laughs> he drops the warm up in, in June 2009. He also jumps on Jay Z's album, Blueprint 3. He has a feature on Stars Born, so he gets the Jay Z co sign. I think he signs with Rock Nation this year. Um, and he signed with them after Jay-Z had heard his song, Lights, Please. So I don't know if you remember listening to J. Cole back in 09, but it just sounded like, holy shit, this guy's going to be huge. Because he sounded like a guy who had the lyrical prowess of somebody right. from the 90s with a bit of a fresher voice. 
ultimately, like, I think the things that made J. Cole a bit more successful is him expanding his sound a little bit more. It wasn't straight, like, boom back, boom bap, like, lyrical hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is, like, the most influential year ever uh, for him, but um, you think about 3C Drake. Yeah, this is just, like, highlight Drake, like, coming out, best I ever had. What else we got on, on this album? The thing is, like, you probably could put Drake number one seed for this year. Yeah. I put Eminem and Jay-Z hires because they did huge sales numbers, and Drake was just coming on to the scene. But, look, he had been bubbling for a little bit. He had, what was it, like, Room for Improvement. He had, like, Comeback Season. He had, like, some mixtapes that were, like, Trey Songs features. Like, look, he was certainly around on blogs. You knew who he was. Iconic voice. Like, the second you hear him, you're like, oh, that's Drake. Like, right away. And that really became cemented when he released So Far Gone in February 2009. That cemented his voice because, look, in 2008, you had Kanye. You had a little bit of Cudi. You had people who were, like, singing, like, rappers who were singing a little bit or, like, humming and doing melodies. But they were doing that the entire song. Drake said, all right, I'm going to sing the hook right. and I'll rap the verse. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you'd be hearing, I remember Lil Wayne famously, like apparently when he first heard Drake in 09, he, like, he said, oh, dope, who's that on the hook? And they're like, oh, that's Drake. He's like, oh, damn, like, okay, who's, who's that? Yeah. He's like, they're like, that's Drake. And he's like, word. Like, yep. Flows. His flow. And Lil Wayne, I didn't, like, Lil Wayne would fucking know if people were doing that at the time. And clearly, Drake was pretty ahead of the fucking action. Yeah. So far gone, it's got, like you said, it's got best I ever had. But what's cool too is that Drake still has that same flow and it still works for, he just switches his beats. No? Not feeling that one? Yeah, 100%. Uh-oh. Like You're shaking your head now. So I was just... <laughs> thing about Drake is this sound of 2009 is what the rest of the next 10 years of hip hop sounds he was like. Ahead of so time. his flow, like what you're talking about, that's the flow of everybody. It's a sound. The sing, songy, yeah. rap, melodic rap. Yep. Well, comparing it to now what melodic rap would be, I mean, I feel like it's more mumble, auto-tuned rap, but I think for him, lyrics, like we even have up here, uh, Bust So Big, I could probably sell a blank disc. That's an iconic verse, right? You immediately know what that song is. Like you yeah, and it, it was really the epitome of what he was at the time because, again, he was unsigned, 2009, huge bidding war for Drake. Really, it was. He had such a big buzz around him. Um, huge hits. Look, I fucking love J. Cole. Um, I'm going to go with 3C Drake for right yeah. now, right? We'll talk more about him. Now, this one's crazy. 2009 is pretty insane. Um, and these rankings, like, you could probably reseed a lot of these guys because now that I'm thinking about it, like, Four seed Gucci, Gucci versus yeah. five seed Cuddy. Like, shouldn't Cuddy be higher? Uh, I don't know. I think it depends on the listener. I think it depends on the listener, too. Because if you're in the South in 2009, right. I don't think anybody's higher than Gucci, man. Nope. Nope. Fresh out of jail, Gucci was as close to popular as ever. Um, he even had, like, he had like random-ass features. He was on a Boom Boom Pow Black Eyed Peas remix. He was on Mariah Carey's Obsessed. He was on that song Breakup with Mario. Like, he was just doing, like, big commercial features. Right. 
And then to drop his album, State vs. Roger Davis, December 09. And you think about some of the hits. You got Wasted with Plies, and you got the solo hit of his career, maybe Lemonade. Plies, man. That was a guy. That was a... He was pretty big influence, yeah. man. He had a nice, he had a nice hot streak. Where, where do you think he's at now? I mean, has he? <laughs> I think he's on Instagram making, like, purring at the, at his followers and stuff, and making pussy noises with his mouth. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. All right, so let's, I guess, go over to Kid Cudi, or do you want to still throw a little bit more about? Last Gucci anecdote about Kid or about Gucci. All right, here. I don't want to say his name because I'm not really trying to like put anyone on the spot, but. Um, I went to, we went to school with a very famous football player. He's actually on the TV right now. He's like literally on the TV. He's like really one of the biggest football players. And if you know us, you obviously know who we're talking about. This isn't like a scandalous story at all. I just don't really feel like name dropping him. But um, I remember we were like just in class, in math class, like freshman year, 2009 in high school. And um, he took his phone out and he started like, it was quiet ass class. And we weren't supposed to make any noise. And we were just laughing our ass off as he started to play. Stupid Wild by Gucci oh, Man wow. in the middle of the class to actually your cousin who was the teacher Nasca to Mr. Uh, yeah, I'm, shout out to Mr. Nasca. <laughs> I'm gonna throw him on this podcast. And I remember it was dead silent, Give and this big seat. ass football player just starts putting stupid wild, stupid wilds and just going crazy. And he's like, Oh, sorry, my bad. And like the teacher was just like, What the fuck? Frozen Gucci Man was getting played a lot. Uh, random ass story, but so was Cuddy. I remember the first time. A lot of people had heard Cuddy. It was actually in 08 on Entourage. They introed Day and Night Crookers remix into one of the fucking episodes where it's like the guys walking into like the West Hollywood club and they're all like five foot five and like all mad the girls girl are like, surrounded. yeah, mad girl starts surrounding like Turtle and E and she's like clearly Turtle. like no one would ever like look at these guys in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Entourage definitely put on a lot of good uh, tracks out there for us to... Uh, to hear and get inspired by. So inspirational, up. bro. Yeah. But like, uh, let's compare the two, right? So yeah. Gucci Mane's sound, right? I like, I like the dis- discussions on sound. It's like Gucci Mane makes me want to like get out there, get in the field, go, you know, grind my ass off, go hustle. And then Kid Cudi's more like lyrical, melancholic. Some, I mean, obviously besides the remix of, of, you know, Day and Night, that was hype. But like a lot of the reason that I listened to Kid Cudi was like for his lyrics. And like, if I was kind of in a more like sad mood and I just kind of wanted you know, I just feel okay. Like Kid Cudi definitely was more of a, uh, it's almost, um, a fork in the road, hip hop wise. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Yeah. This is 2009 guys. We're going to be going into another decade. Um, you know, when the ball drops, we're going to be going into 2010. Um, Kid Cudi represents the juice worlds. Oh, the yeah. Kid Leroy's, the Ian Dior's, the Trippy Reds, the Lil Skies, a, emotional trap style. Like that's one fork in the road. And then Gucci on the other fork in the road is your Lil Babies, your yeah. Migos. Like Atlanta trap style versus like emo right. rap. Like that's right. basically the two styles of hip hop yeah. right now. Like right now it's it's really starting to open up. But these might be the two most, inf- when you think of 2009, these might be your two most influential artists because and you have Drake in here who's fuck we have so many decisions to make so here but much. this is tough Cuddy like Drake was like sad because him and his girl broke up because he fucked a stripper in Houston like Cuddy was the lonely stoner who right. had 
depression problems and you know everybody could relate to either of those things gucci on the other hand was the epitome of a trapper rapper um crazy street credibility like i said he had just come out of jail um this was only like Every week you would go on the internet and see like Gucci man arrested for like pushing a woman out of his car like while speeding like because she said some shit to him. When was the era where like the whole ice cream cone? I mean, like, where was that? that? Was I looked that up? That was, was a couple that? years later. Like getting his face licked in jail or some shit like that, and then just like well, the, the, brutally murder, the murders fucking, the guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, well, he murdered Young Jeezy's associate earlier. So Gucci's got all the street credibility. Right. Cuddy doesn't. But that's the thing that's crazy. You used to have to have street credibility. Cuddy, Kanye, they're off in Hawaii just recording cool, dope-sounding tracks. Uh, Cuddy releases um, his debut album, Man on the Moon, End of Day, September 2009. Was this Down and Out? When did Down and Out come? What's Down and Out? out? What's it called? Down? Is Down and Out off? I don't fucking know. Isn't it Down and Out? He had Day and Night, he had Maker Say, he had Pursuit of Happiness, um, and he was also had huge writing credits on other people's out. I this is such a, you could do a whole podcast on Gucci Man 2009 versus Kid Cudi 2009. I know who I want to go with. When you think of influence, when you think about sound, when you think about the next 10 years, Matt, who do you pick? Well, I guess since I started off this podcast with choosing Jason Derulo, I'm going to have to go Kid Cudi, man. Yeah, I think we got to go Kid Cudi, man. Again, Gucci, I think, at, is really refining his sound, but an unpolished earlier version of himself might be influencing more than 2009 Lemonade-style Gucci. Cudi is the ultra-vulnerable humming rapper that we had just not really encountered before. So I figured out where I was going. So the down and out song was Kanye West with Yeah, please just don't like I'm not playing shit. Don't worry, bro. (laughs) This kid's gonna start playing music. All right, we got Erase Me was the song I was thinking of. Oh, that came out that was his next album. Oh, okay. That shit was fire as fuck. I mean like Cuddy was on a huge run for for that time. Like he had uh, Up Up in Away. Yep. So many bops. So many bops. Um, so now the, the tough question is Kid Cudi at the fucking five seed versus one seed Eminem. I want to give this still to Kid Cudi just yeah. because I think Eminem's had so much prime music like past and even like going into the future. Like he definitely. This is the last cool year of Eminem in my opinion. Yeah. And I can, I'm going to point to one thing that made Eminem a bit corny. And I get Eminem has been doing like funny shit his whole career. He's always like the kind of the funny guy in the music videos. But 2009 MTV Music Awards, Sasha Baron Cohen dressed up as the gay guy like Bruno. Oh, from yeah. The, the movie. Or the other, uh, to Borat, right? Yeah, they're like yeah, the sequel one. to Borat. He was like flying right? through the, the arena that night and like landed on Eminem like with his butt cheeks in Eminem's face. And they did this whole like fake fight thing. And then it came out, of course, it was I like a stunt. and. That. Supposed to be like a like a pre-viral thing, and I don't know. It didn't really work out, did it? When you just think about like Eminem's next album, Recovery, and then you think about the next ten years, like this was like the last year he was actually cool. Um, yeah. He had the Relapse album, which was like okay. going into the full Slim Shady alter ego kind of horror style rap. 
I'm still going Kid Cudi, though. Yeah. This one is an all-timer. Two-seed, Jay-Z. Three-seed, Drake. Let's forget about 2009. Who do you just fuck with more, Matt? Personally, I mean, it all goes back to mood. It's just like, where's my headspace at? What what am I feeling? What girl just didn't respond, just left me on red, you know? <laughs> even like reaching out like Snapchats and yeah, I'm going to go out for, for Drake, of course. That's the thing. Like Drake you. was so relatable, especially yeah. early on in his career. Like you wanted to tweet everything he rapped. Right. What's like the mood for Jay-Z? Like Jay-Z's just like, I always feel just, you hear his nostalgic voice of like old hope, like just getting you like New York style, you know? Like yeah. very, um, very hype. Like, you can get hyped to him. You could also chill. But, like, Drake is just, like, that just that emotional side that you're just feeling in your, you know, your feels that day. And he's got you. So, he definitely tough. had one of the most cohesive atmospheric records in recent memory with So Far Gone. Drake did. Um, didn't, didn't need to fit in, like, radio records, it felt like, or... Like, weird, unnecessary collabs. Like, it was just cool features like Bun B, Wayne, Trey Songs. And if you listen to So Far Gone, if you listen to early Drake, like, at night by yourself, it felt like you were in the studio with them. Like, it felt like it was all recorded in the same night with 40, and you were all just, like, back from the club and still a little drunk and just, like, that girl didn't, like, text you back type shit. Exactly. Nobody had this emotional vulnerability in rap until really Cuddy and and Drake. And so I guess I got to go with Drake here, and that's just yeah. where we're going to go. We're going to go three-seed Drake versus yep. five-seed Kid Cuddy, and we'll let the last couple of minutes of the podcast just be a fucking fight to the death. All right. Five-seed Kid bro. Cuddy. Think about Man on the Moon. You think about Day and Night, Up, Up, and Away. Yep. And you think about 2009 Drake, Best I Ever Had, Uptown, um, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Damn, this is tough too because I think something that like, you know, it all goes back to like where you were, where you were listening, what memories were you creating, you know, when these songs were around? Because like that's immediately like I listened to, you know, uh, Up Up and Away or anything like that. Like yes, high school man. Like I was just yeah. jamming with my boy or boys, this whole squad out. Like I was just pump up jams. But then yeah, Drake definitely, uh, you know, hits you too. And so. Drake's more like the memories of like when some fucked up shit happened to you. Yeah. Like Cuddy honestly might be like a tad more versatile yeah. in that like he actually has like some of the fun uplifting songs. Like cuz I think that's what the Man on the Moon album was. It like start off with him super depressed. Yep. And then he's like switch energies. Yeah. Cuz there are like I think I remember up up in a way like going out fishing in like plantation neighborhoods and just like running around and like up up in a way but like when I think about so far gone, I think about just being in the car like late at night and just being like, fuck, fuck. like yeah. I didn't get invited to like this party where like my crush was at and then apparently she was talking to like this guy who like Did you see them on like Facebook, like posting, liking each other's things, poking each other. Yeah, I just I understand man. That's it's a tough one. It's Kid tough Cuddy one. was these were the two most in demand rappers at a time too. Cuddy did the hook on Jay-Z's Blueprint 3, Already Home. He basically wrote all of 808 and Heartbreak. He wrote Heartless for Kanye. He wrote, I think he might have wrote Love Lockdown. So he had so much more creative energy than he really even gets credit for. Um, Drake, obviously, huge bidding war. Young Money finally signs him. 
He's also on the Young Money mixtape this year, which had Bedrock. Bedrock. It had Every Girl. So huge hits. <sighs> this is a tough one, man. It really is. Cuddy's body work is crazy. And like we were talking about, his ability to switch energies a little bit. But. Might endure longer than maybe 2009, Drake. What are you, what are you thinking here? Oh, man. Ever since you threw Bedrock out there, that's a, that was a classic, too. Um, we got to think quick. To, yeah, wrap this up. Um, See, so guys, you can definitely tell us this, this is not an easy decision, but... And go on the Instagram. Go on Cooler Times 2000. Let us know who you think. 09 Cuddy or 09 Drake? Yeah, we need some... I am early. going with 09 Cuddy. Okay. All right. <laughs> who I are you was, going I with? Was, I was like on the fence about Drake, but I also feel like I've you know been deriding Drake this entire podcast. But it's for real shit. Like I definitely think Kid Cudi definitely deserves this one. I just think when you think Juice World, you think about the right. charts now, the emo rap. Yeah. Kid Cudi, number.